All right, real quick, people, before we get into today's show, we've just released a new course, Periodization for Periods, all around how to train women around their monthly cycle, and we've got it on special. If you're interested, click the link in the show notes. You are now listening to the Fitness Education Online Podcast, the podcast where fitness professionals go to grow their fitness business. If you're in the fitness industry, you'll find tips and strategies from proven business experts. Now, let's start the show. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Fitness Education Online Podcast. I am super excited because we've got an absolute rock star on the line this week. Uh, and I know I say that about every guest every week, but this, <laughs> this person actually is a rock star. A little bit about him. Uh, he's got a bachelor in exercise science. He's got a master's in nutrition. He's got a PhD. So he's a doctor. He's very qualified at what he does. Um, he's very high up when it comes to pre- the, um, the Precision Health Alliance, PHA, which is the world's number one educating body when it comes to personalized lifestyle and health. And they do this by using a unique combination of technology and education. So without further ado, let me introduce the one and only Dr. Cam McDonald. Cam, how are you? Oh, very well. Thanks, mate. Great to be here with you, Jono. It's, um, I know it was awesome to catch up with you in the flesh in, uh, in Singapore, but it's, it's equally exciting to be here with you. And thank you for the glowing introduction. No, I'm excited. Um, do you want to give us actually maybe a little bit more detail there, Cam, before we get into the actual topic, what is PHA and, and what do you do there in a nutshell? Yeah, sure. No problem. So PHA is an organization that has a mission to eliminate chronic disease and pain by the year 2050. And we want healthy to be the normal. And so we want people to be able to take what feels great to them or what's right for their body, be able to put that in place and go from that place out of stress and into truly thriving and reaching their potential. And that's that's very much the essence of what we're trying to achieve. But the way that you have to achieve that is through personalization. You can't apply the same thing as we'll talk about today to everyone and expect the same result. Every single person is different. And so the difficulty with that is that you need to know how to measure that difference and you need to know how to support that difference. And the Precision Health Alliance, essentially, we uh, have the world's leading technology in quantifying what makes you different from your genes to your gene expression, to your hormones, to your current state of health, and how that then influences every element of your environment. So whether it be the specific foods you need, the exercise that you need to do, when you need to do those things, social life, your mind, your career, indoor places, outdoor spaces, even your sleep, all of those different environmental factors play a role. They affect people differently. So we're able to measure that, understand that in an individual. And and we train personal trainers, fitness professionals to be able to quantify that in an individual and then be able to coach them across all of those domains. So you can actually get a result for every person. We do a lot of research in reversing diabetes, heart disease. We've got trials going on at the moment in both of those topics. Um, we're doing mental health and preventing burnout in students at universities. We, uh, and we've also put Olympians on podiums. So it's really the whole continuum of health and it's for any fitness professional that want like precision health is, is the future. There's hundreds of millions of dollars being dumped into it all around the world. And this is the next evolution of, of us as a profession. And we're essentially right at the front of teaching health professionals about it and helping them implement it into their business to get better results, but also to increase their revenue stream as well. Awesome. Exciting. Well, let's dive into it. The question I posed on the Facebook group earlier, that I'm sure everyone listening to this has experienced, as a personal trainer, and let's assume you've been in the industry a while, you, you know, you're pretty good at what you do, you've had some good results with your clients, but there's always 
that one client or a percentage of clients, and you might even know that that percentage where you know, they want to lose weight, they come and see you, you put them through the perfect program, they attend every single session, they train really, really hard, they stick to their diet, they sleep well, they're doing all the things they should be doing, but then they jump on the scales and it hasn't moved or it's moved by a kilo or, or half a kilo. Do you want to yep. let us know first? Do you have those numbers? What kind of percentage does that happen? Or is that a, a, a bad question? Or do you want to let us know? No, it's what, a great question. What's going on so, there? So firstly, when we look at, uh, let's say we just look at weight loss trials. This is a weight loss focus. So if we look at weight loss trials, in any weight loss trial, 25 to 50% of people will not get a clinically meaningful result in their weight. There we go. So, And I need everyone to have to think about that. Like one in two to one in four people will not respond to the diet that you are giving everyone. Even if they're following it to the T. Even if they're following it to the T. There was a really beautiful trial, and I'll be able to drop the references in in this notes here in the show notes. Um, They looked at uh, low-fat versus low-carb diets, both of them low-calorie, and they looked at a bunch of people over 12 months. Some people lost 30 kilos. On both diets, people lost 30 kilos. And then other people gained 12 on exactly the same diet. And this isn't due to adherence. This isn't due to, I just cheated my way through it. It's this particular intake is not appropriate for this individual because we're different. We've got different ways that we metabolize. And then when it comes to exercise, it was a beautiful study. And once again, I'll, I'll share that this is done in 2021, looking at twins and how they respond to resistance training and cardiovascular training. Now, if you make some, if you make a bunch of people do cardiovascular training, 15% of people get less fit during the cardiovascular training. Uh, everyone gets a little bit stronger from resistance training, but some people get 1% stronger and other Mm. people get 30% stronger. Like Mm. it is so varied how we respond. And when it comes to weight loss in that space, um, you'll see uh, a a significant percentage of people not respond from a weight body or body composition point of view from exercise. If they're doing the exercise that isn't designed for them. Mm. Uh, And then we get into the, the psychological stress. There's a, a really nice study, 2006, actually, this one was in, in nature, looking at if someone has high job stress and low, low sense of control over their job, then if you start with a BMI of over 27, you will gain weight in that environment. If you start with a BMI of under 22, you will lose weight in that environment. Wow. So ultimately, the same stress yeah. creates weight gain in one person and weight loss in another, depending on where they start. And so... You know, when we're talking about these numbers, you think about this for a moment. Um, you've got a diet where one in, let's say on average, one in three people are not going to get a result. So 66% of people are not going to get a result. And then you take them through exercise up to 30% of people don't respond to certain exercise interventions. Mm-hmm. And so once again, you're looking at another 70%. Collectively, straight away, your chances of success are around about 50% if you're just giving a random diet mm-hmm. and a random exercise. So it is... So if you're trying to cluster them together, the chances get smaller and smaller that you're going to get the right diet and the right exercise for the right people. So it is, and and I will add in here, and I know I get really excited about this stuff, but this is, I guess, why we're here. Um, (laughs) I would love everyone to have a think about this right now. How long do you think we've known this information? That would be the question I'd love you to think about right now. What do you think, Johnny? How long do you think we've known about this? Like, Okay. I mean, I'm just thinking on the field, like in the actual personal training space, I mean, we've all experienced that. We've all yep. done that where it's like, okay, this program has worked for this person. Let's give the exact same to this person. And it hasn't worked. Like 
uh, like in the field, I would say from the dawn of time, from the start of personal training, but in terms of the actual, you're saying when the first study came out, when, when we, when, when the study came out to, to really recognize, oh man, people respond differently. Like how long this literature has been around, but we haven't been taking notice of it. 20 years, I'm going to guess pretty good guess it's it's around 27 there was a study yeah. produced in the mid 1990s that indicated yeah. that you can take 500 people through an exercise program and 15 percent of them will get less fit as a result of doing six months of three per week training yeah. uh, so it's just we have known about this for so long but even as trainers we either blame the client and their yep. adherence or they <laughs> blame themselves and feel yep. bad about it but either way someone's losing out of this and it's um yeah so it's we definitely need to do something about it. All right. What do we do? Do you want to let us know a little bit what's going on? And then also, how do we, um, how do we do something about it? Let's take a quick break. When it comes to influencer marketing, there's a podcast that covers it all that you will want to add to your playlist. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. They talk about influencer marketing, social media, the creator economy, social commerce, and much, much more. They cover all aspects, including the creator economy, social commerce, the latest trends, the metaverse, TikTok trends, and that's just the beginning. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. Add the podcast to your playlist right now. Yeah, cool. So the um, and I'm just making sure that my mic it's not coming through muffled at all, is it? You're good. Okay, sweet. So the um, so as far as what we got to do about it, we have to understand the individual. It's not about whether of whether diets are good or exercises are good. Mm. It's not whether this boot camp is a great structure or not. It's mm. about is it the right structure. Is it the right fit for this individual? And I'll give a really simple example. Um, if you take an individual who's got uh, a predisposition to holding more weight and a, pre and, and a predisposition to diabetes, and if you give them, for example, a light dinner versus a heavy dinner, uh, let's say that they're both eating three meals and they're eating exactly the same calories, just by changing the timing of one meal, so making dinner lighter, will four to five fold the weight loss just by changing the timing of food coming in. Wow. So chronobiology and circadian rhythms is very, very important. <clears throat> Secondly, the macronutrients. Can I jump in there for a sec? Yeah, just yeah. for the, the listeners, like, and just to confirm, you're not saying that's better for everyone. You're not saying, Hey, for everyone, no, no, this right. is the better diet. You're saying just for this specific person, specific this diet was better. Group? However, if Absolutely. it was a different, which I'm sure you'll talk about later, if it was a different group, this diet is better kind of thing. That's what, yeah, that's right. Oh, sorry. Continue. That's on. exactly right. A hundred percent. So what we see here, and I'll, I'll probably, I'll just, I'll step this out a little bit better. So from a food perspective, the things that go wrong, are people aren't including the right macronutrients. Uh, and because different people are just, I want everyone to hear this right now. Not everyone needs high protein to lose weight. In fact, in some cases it will make you rebound. Uh, mm. So that's very, very important. High protein is not the panacea of weight loss. It makes you feel full but it does not necessarily support the met metabolism, which is then going to sustain the weight loss. So macronutrients need to be accounted for. You then need to account for food timing. Some people need three meals per day with a light dinner. Other people need six meals per day with a heavy dinner to maximize their body composition change. Um, we have, uh, when it comes to even uh, the season of when we're eating food, 
we're more likely to hold weight in the winter and we're more likely to lose weight in spring and summer. So even having that expectation can be really important. Um, so that's, that's just food. Then we have to look at exercise. We have to understand uh, what is the exercise preference for this individual. And this is what this study from 2021 showed us that if you've got someone who's attuned to resistance training genetically, they will respond well to resistance training. If they've got strength genes in inverted commas, um, they will respond better to strength training. But if they, you've put them onto cardio training and they don't get fitter, but if you put them into strength training, they get fitter and stronger. Whereas mm -hmm. if you take a person who's attuned to endurance training and you make them do endurance sessions, they get stronger and they get fitter. Mm -hmm. But if they do resistance training, they don't get stronger and they don't get fitter. Like mm -hmm. this is, it is absolutely mind blowing. So it's not even about what is this, is this exercise a strength exercise? Is, is this person a strength person? Is this person mm -hmm. an endurance person? Give them the environment that they need and their body will respond. And so it's exercise type. It's also exercise timing. There's some fascinating research to say, if you get a person with a, like a night owl, we call them, or a late chronotype, and you make them do high intensity interval training in the morning, they will go into insulin resistance for mm -hmm. the rest of the day. And they all, their blood sugar levels will be higher than if they did no exercise that day. And blood sugar levels are holding weight on. We mm. see that when you take a night owl and you make them do high stress in the morning, mental stress or physical stress, their cortisol levels spike and they stay high for hours. Cortisol is a stress hormone. It makes you insulin resistant. It makes you retain fluid. It also makes you hold fat mass. And so if your cortisol is higher all day long, or at least for the morning, you're in gain and retention for the morning when you've just done this really heavy workout. And it's actually not that the exercise is good or bad. It's just that it's at the wrong time. Because if you put mm -hmm. that exercise in the afternoon, they start seeing dramatic improvements in their blood sugar levels and their cortisol levels. So it's not just the exercise type, but it's also the timing. And then even uh, the temperature can make a big difference. You're more likely mm -hmm. to injure people in, in the cold particular types, but other, other individuals aren't so sensitive to that. Uh, we then have a look at sleep, sleep across the board, seven to nine hours. If they're not getting that, they're going to be in trouble. Um, the does, night does owls that, can that, wake does up. That vary as well? Does that vary as well, Cam? Like some people can get uh, away some, with the seven, some need the nine, or is it? That's a good question. Uh, some people will find that there's a preference for night owls to need a little bit more sleep. Gotcha. Uh, and so that eight to nine is more their range. And you might find that the early birds are riding the seven to eight. Uh, gotcha. But generally, this it's it's very well agreed seven. that there's there's a very 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 small percentage of people that can tolerate less than five and still be healthy, gotcha. and the jury is still out as to whether they truly are healthy. Gotcha. So, um, so generally, that is very important. And if and if you're a, a a night owl, you can wake up early. You've just got to chill out in the morning. You've got to do mm. like, it's actually better that you go for a light walk than a really heavy boot camp. And so, as a trainer. You're thinking, oh, but I only run my boot camps in the morning. Well, you can go, hey, just run one a little bit later and actually make it a social event and make it like a low to moderate undulating walk with lots of interaction and watch how many people turn up because they absolutely love the interaction mm -hmm. and they start getting better results. Give them a challenge to say low to moderate intensity for better results. You know, like there's so many ways that you can market that to, to be a point of difference. So, um, but ultimately you can bash them in the morning and they won't get a result. And where are you standing there anyway? So, um, so then, then of course we have the mental stress side of things, but it's, it's, uh, it gets a little bit more complex that, and a little bit more good. varied can, as to what makes people motivated. 
Can I summarize yeah. some of that stuff there for listeners? Because I think that's Please great. Do. So yeah, the way, even just those three things there in terms of like the diets, I think that's great because yes. it's not just kind of like, you know, oh, this is what I, I had a high protein diet and all these other people have had high protein diet. So this is what you need to do. That may, it may work. It may not. Yes. Um, the exercise thing I think is really powerful for the fitness professionals, especially when you mentioned their resistance and endurance, where it could be yep. a, a matter of that, where it's like, okay, I'm giving this person this program. I get it. It's worked for more pro for other people before, but this type of endurance program is going to work better for this person here. I know it's not what I like. I know it's not what these other people yes. have, have liked, but it's going to work for this person here. Yes. On top of that, it may not even be that. It may be a matter of, okay, hold on. This person's training with me at 6 a.m. and they're not mm -hmm. getting any results i could be doing the right exercise for them but you know what let me do it at 6 30 p.m instead of 6 a.m exactly the same program but they may get may uh, may get way better results if they do it like that um, and i think there's a couple important things there and that it ties in well to the sleep one as well because i think yep. like traditionally it's been considered like healthy to like get to bed early and then wake up early and then exercise in the morning that's the that's the healthiest way to do it right well, that's what um, that's what I think some of the the messaging has been um, in the industry and in the world. But essentially, what you're saying is that's maybe half the people. If that half the people would be better off going to bed later, waking up later, yep. training later. Essentially, is that is that what you're saying? Yeah, that it, absolutely. Yes, and if they want to get up early, this is the thing: they can. They've just got to not release cortisol. Like it's mm. it's actually the hormonal stress that is the problem. It's not the exercise itself. It's the it's the response that you get from the exercise. So if you go out for a light walk, no problem. You don't elicit that cortisol response. You don't create the dysfunction, the disruption to your circadian rhythms. Your body stays in rhythm. I've had an individual go from five F45 sessions a, a week in the morning, not losing any weight, stopped doing F45, did not replace the exercise at all, lost more weight in the next three weeks than she had in the previous year. And so, and mm. this is because she took the stress of exercise off her mm. body because it was at the wrong time, but now is engaging with exercise at different times, getting gains, getting stronger, recovering faster, feeling better, feeling more energized. So many of our clients actually hate exercise in the morning, but they mm. do it because they feel like they societally have to, you mm. know, it's this social thing of we have to, this is the only time I've got time for it. It's amazing when you sit down and do a proper goal setting session with somebody to say, how can we get some exercise in the afternoon? People come up with solutions. Like it's mm. not something that they can't do. It's just that it's, it's in their routine right now, but you know, you need to know how to coach that so that you don't blow them out of the water and turn them off. So question with this cam as a trainer, mm. what do we do? Is it trial and error? We just, okay, we try this, then we try <laughs> yeah. this, we try this, then we try this. Do we go through all the hundreds of permutations until we find it or are there tests or is that what you yeah. do? What, what can you tell us there? Yeah. So for the last 20 years, since we've mapped the human genome, we've been understanding more and more about how we can be a lot more objective about this. You can definitely trial and error. And I know a few people that have it. It only took them eight years to get to a solution. <laughs> and that was a very, very, very informed health professional that was actually trying to intuit their own stuff. So yeah. what we can do now with um, understanding phenotype, which is gene expression assessments, this is essentially what we do with PHA. This is exactly what we do with PHA. Uh, we're able to, it takes about 20 minutes. You can do it with a, with a soft tape measure and, uh, and a Wi-Fi connection. You can actually assess an individual. There's a whole lot of different markers around the body that tell us about genes, tell us about hormones, tell us about developmental pathways. So essentially 20 minutes of an assessment, you can run it as a group. You can get everyone in your group measured up in 45 minutes in one session. 
and they will have access to exactly the exercises that are better for them, the, uh, the timing that they should be doing that exercise, the kinds of foods that are best for them down to whether you need more spinach or kale or uh, whether you need beef or chicken, whether you need more seafood or whether you need less protein. And that then changes over time as they reassess themselves, which is just part of the, the access. They can do that for free. <clears throat> they, um, they're actually, that updates their foods to say, hey, your body has now improved and it now needs these foods instead of these because your body shifts and your metabolism changes. So they also get insight into their best timings for sleep, how to get to sleep in the best way. Uh, there's a whole, and, and then it goes right into the psychology of what's going to keep them motivated as well. So this is obviously that technology is one thing. And then we train individuals to understand the principles that I was just discussing. But I, I guess I'll give you a case just so that you can yep. see the practicality of it. We have an individual and this has been repeated more times than I care to think. Um, I've had an individual, uh, in fact, I'll use a, a conglomerate of two. We had two personal trainers and they were both doing eight hours a week of exercise. And they were both, one of the male, he was 53. He gained six centimeters on his waist in the last six months doing eight hours of activity every week. Wow. We had another individual who was a um, ex-personal trainer now working in corporate. And she was, uh, she'd started seeing a lot of hormonal disruption, uh, a lot of stress. Uh, she'd also, um, she was spotting throughout the month as well. So her, her menstrual cycle was quite disrupted. Um, and so they both came through the, the process. One of them, the first one, personal trainer, um, 50 or three old male, he was told to essentially have one serve of protein per day. He was told to eliminate exercise in the morning and he was doing a lot of RPM instruction in the morning, yep. which was really high intensity. Yeah. What he did was he just got off the bike and he was doing a lot more coaching. He wasn't mm -hmm. raising his stress levels so high and he was doing his hard training in the afternoon, brought it down to three hours per week rather than eight, was eating one serve of protein a week with a bucket load of very specific vegetables. His journey was essentially late exercise, three meals per day, low protein, because when, you're, when your body is heavier and there's a significant stress throughout your system inflammation you need to relieve your liver and your pancreas and i'm sharing this with you just so that you can see it's a lot more than just calories and protein holding muscle tissue hormones hold muscle tissue and if you've got good sleep your hormones will actually be there to repair your muscle even with less protein than what's considered enough so this is where uh, this individual had enough growth hormone didn't need all of the protein we saw a, after six months of six centimeter waist increases, uh, he lost, uh, it was, he went from 101 centimeters on his waist down to 84 in wow. 90 days. Uh, this is where he's at the highest end of his risk category for metabolic syndrome down to, uh, you know, 10 centimeters below the lowest risk category for metabolic syndrome. Mm. This is in 90 days by, and he held muscle tissue the whole way through. He dropped a kilo of muscle in amongst 15 kilos of, of body fat, which is exceptional maintenance of muscle mass, considering he was doing less training and he having a lot less protein. Mm. So that's one example. Whereas the other person with, she was the, she was actually given six meals per day. Uh, she was told to eat significantly more red meat. Uh, she was told to exercise really hard in the morning and to eat really regularly throughout the day. Um, so she was doing circuit based work in the morning hammering red meat because she like her iron levels are actually low and it picked that up and it, it just it elevated them for her and this is all happening within the app you don't need scope of practice because the, the app is actually taking care of the the advice and if you're ever concerned we have dietitians in our community that can help you out with that 
uh, but ultimately this is the information that's provided through the app. Uh, we saw over four weeks resolution of her menstrual cycle. Her menstrual cycle started changing. She lost six centimeters off her waist circumference. She was already smaller anyway, but she, she lost the bit that was extra there for her. Um, energy levels came back. Uh, they were actually investigating a uterine polyp, which vanished in the six weeks that we were working with, just returning her mm -hmm. back to normal, doing morning exercise and six meals per day. She lost a significant amount of weight with a heavy dinner. And so this is where uh, different people need different things, but the, the technology and the science we now have, we've been working on it for 20 years and there's been a world's worth of research that's happened before then and since then that constantly gets updated in these outputs as well. And so this is about having certainty with your client. I know that I've spoken through a lot of complex different things there. However, all of this is actually just coming out in the platform to say, hey, do this at this time in this way. And so you're just standing there as a coach to say, hey, let's operationalize this information. Because otherwise, you're pulling stuff from what you think works with other people. And mm. we know that that's not going to be effective for the vast majority of people. So uh, this is truly about eliminating guesswork and, and making sure that from day one, you can start with the right information. Let me just summarize this for the, the listeners and the watchers just to make sure we got it. So essentially the way the process would work for a trainer camp would be they would mm -hmm. do a course, right? They would do kind of a, a PHA course. I think you've got one that's yep. registered with OSActive. It's got CECs and all, all over the world, actually, I think, and NASM and yes. ACE and, and whatnot. They would do the course, which essentially you know teaches the concepts that you're talking about here. They would then also get access to an app or a software where they could then essentially do the the, um, the screening, I guess we'll call it, where they'd screen yep. the person and be like, okay, great. You know, this person here, based on your profile, this is your exercise program. This is your nutrition program. Okay, next person, here it is here. So the, the, the trainer's doing the course to kind of get the information and the concepts. But then once yep. they've done the course, they've got access to an app that they can screen their clients with. They don't need to go down and kind of, um, you know, do the calculations on their own. The app takes care of all that for them. Exactly. Yeah. It's far too complex for any human to be able to, to calculate any of that stuff. Like not the, the best scientists in the world rely on tech. And so, yes, it's, it's more than a screening though. You, you are actually able to provide your client an app that has all, it's like a user manual for their body that they get access to through gotcha. you. So the client, gets, then, the client can log in as well. It's not just the trainer exactly. with the app that says, do this. The client right. can log in and see, eat these foods, don't eat these foods. And then, and then in between sessions, Shay, the technology is called, it actually sends a notification to say, hey, Jono, now's a good time to be thinking about lunch. Like this is your best time to have lunch. Hey, Jono, now's a good time to wind down. Like it actually sends notifications throughout the day that uh, not only resonate with your brain and the way that behavioral genetics can predict the way that your brain will like things, but also it will help you stay on rhythm with your day. So in between sessions, it's actually doing a job of maintaining your client as well. But the whole idea is that you're providing the app and they're coming to you for support. So it's an extra tool that you get to use to really keep people accountable. Gotcha. And I'll, I'll share what I think are a couple of benefits from the, the trainers, but just for everyone watching and listening, I'll, I'll, if you're watching on Facebook, well, actually, there's, there's a few ways to do this. If you want to dive straight into the course, uh, I'll put the link in the show notes on the podcast. Um, Cam and the team's also got like a free course as well. If you want to check out a, an intro to that, I'll put the link in the show notes as well. For those of you watching on Facebook, if you'd like access to the, the free course, just maybe type free course down in the, the comment section. Um, and if you're interested in the um, the full course, just write full course down. You might just write course and I'll send you all the links and you can you can pick and choose which, whichever <laughs> one you do. Uh, my take from the trainer's side of things, Cam, I think there's a few real benefits here. I think number one, a lot of trainers are probably interested just for themselves, you know? 
Hey, I want to know what, what my body's going to do. You know, when should I exercise? When should I sleep? When should I, uh, what should I eat? So I think even for the trainers, it's, it's a lot of us are kind of interested, well, most of us are probably interested in our own body. So I think that's cool there. Um, I think also from, you mentioned the, the revenue side of things earlier. I think it's a great yep. kind of like upsell kind of thing. It could be, well, actually yeah. there's two, there's two ways from that. You could do it from the trainer. You could or an easy sell for it, I guess, would be kind of like, "Hey, Cam, you know, you're training really hard. You're not losing weight. A lot of the time, it's not about the amount of training. It's not about working harder. It's about working smarter. You know, we use that a lot in the, the business side of things. Hey, Cam, here's an example here where I had this client that was training eight hours a week, and then he cut down to three hours a week, and he actually lost more weight. Would you want to do that, Cam? Would you want to exercise five hours less and get better results? Like it's a pretty easy sell. Um, yeah. Or for those of you that are maybe running group programs and that kind of thing, that could be like, this could be like an upsell where it's like, great. Hey, boot camps at 6am or whatever it is. Hey, you're not quite losing weight. Hey, let's do a consultation. Great. Let's go through here. Hey, actually you're a PM person. Let me prescribe a PM program for you. Or let's run a, a boot camp for the PM people. Let's do one-on-one sessions for PM or whatever the options are there. Is that how they the different ways you'd see a trainer monetize it? That's definitely a couple for sure. And then the third is often what we find with coaches coming through is they, once they see how different people are like, and this is my experience as a dietitian, exercise physiologist, I did my PhD at UQ working in private practice. Once I had people on this platform, I would then be going to write them a meal plan without the platform. And I'd be thinking, oh my God, are mm. these the right foods for this individual? So we have a lot of our coaches just say, hey, I don't believe in generic one size fits all. I believe that everyone needs a personalized approach. I have a program that's part of my service where we make sure that everything is personalized. So everyone that comes mm -hmm. through, you get the app, you make sure that you can do that. And it's just a, you can charge an extra for it. You can incorporate it into your costs and just up your fees, whatever it might be, but you have control over how much you want to charge for this thing. And you can make it very profitable or you can just pass on the the cost price savings that you get as a coach to um to them as well. So I just there's a, of, a number of ways that you can really make the benefit. I just thought of another common one as well is maybe if you if if the if the personal trainer wants to move into like health coaching or specifically online health coaching, you know, this yes. would be a good tool. So you no longer need to be there. People at some, some trainers love just being there with the client. I want to be there 60 minutes. I want to watch every set. I want to watch every rep. That's fine. Some people don't. And they just want to be like, hey, you know, um, you, you don't pay me to watch you train. You pay me for the program. I'm going to write you a yeah. personalized program. You get the exercises, you get the nutrition, you get the sleep, you get access to here. So I think that could be a, um, a good tool as well. Um, Absolutely. Ken, we're, we're running. A, one more thing. Can I say oh, yeah, yeah, one more thing yeah, about yeah, the group side of things? Yeah. And that is if you've got a group program running and you've got a bunch of people on the platform, it's very easy to set up as like a Zoom call or something like that, where you can have a, a check-in once a week on, hey, what are we working on outside of the exercise this week? And you can actually mm -hmm. add a layer to your program where you're not just talking about exercise at the time, but rather you're then able to really like create a culture where they can support each other through some change that's a lot more than just the exercise. That's a very, very powerful component of what we can do now. Awesome. Now we'll start to wrap things up here. We've spoken a lot of, or a little bit about um, the different course offerings. So if you're listening on the podcast, they'll be in the show notes. If you're watching on the Facebook group, just write course or some variation of that, and I'll get the info over to you. Um, if someone just wants to follow you personally, Cam, maybe they're not ready yep. for the courses yet, or, or either you personally or PHA, uh, yep. maybe they're not ready for the courses yet, but they want to stay on top of what you're doing, what PHA is doing. Is it best to follow you? Is it best to follow PHA? Is it LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, all of the above? Where do we go? 
Yeah, most definitely PHA has got way better content than I do. I'm <laughs> incredibly terrible when it comes to social media posting. And when I do, it's, uh, it's, it's not that interesting. So the, um, the, the PHA is the Precision Health Alliance on LinkedIn and Facebook. Um, and then also there's a, an Insta tag with PHA and PH360 underscore PHA, but I'll, I'll make sure that those links are in the, um, are in the show notes as well. But th- th- without a doubt, you'll get really great little factoids that you can send on to clients. We discuss all of the different principles of personalization across the different domains. Like it's a great way to get some, some free information and, and, and some good resource in this space. Awesome. All right, Cam, that's pretty much all I wanted to cover today. Is there anything I should have asked you but forgot to? or anything you want to finish us off with? Uh, yeah, probably the last thing. Yeah, I haven't forgotten anything, John. I'm just <laughs> making stuff up now. Uh, the, the last thing I would say is that um, this physical component that we've spoken about right now is very, very important. Um, but as you know, so much of this is not just information, it's behavior. And mm. we can now predict how a person's going to behave. Yeah, and this know. really speaks to a much higher uh, sort of higher order element to everything that we're doing is that when you understand someone's behavioral genetics, you actually understand understanding their core identity that they often won't know that it exists, that they have a certain way of being that biology has such a powerful influence on their behaviors. And it can be particularly powerful for them to understand who, why their body responds the way that it does, how it interacts with the world around them. And so, um, there's a really incredible behavioral element to the work that we're doing that's based on behavioral genetics and the hormonal influence of behaviors that, that really allows you to then to coach, to support a person, to be themselves. And when people are, are themselves, they are their happiest and their healthiest. So that's very much what we're trying to achieve. And then the, the exercise, nutrition and sleep becomes very, very easy if people know that it's for them specifically. Question with that, with, with behavior, are you referring to there where it's like, um, the way I would, ex- the way I would coach someone where like some yes. people are, are more like, what's the word I can put? Maybe some people um, are, prefer a bit more direct communication. Some people maybe prefer mm-hmm. a bit more um, indirect communication and, and you can, you can also map that out based on their genetics where you're like, all right, yeah. this person, I just got to tell them to talk straight, you know, this person yes. here, I need to be a bit more gentle when I break it down. That that's also yeah, yeah. part of the program. Totally. And so you, you'll know as a coach, oh, this person's going to be competitive. I'm going to yeah, make sure that example. I get around to them and say, um, hey, uh, the last person in the last class got this many done in this set. See how you go. And you just let it there, let it dangle. Yeah. And then they get so fired up because they're so competitive. But if you do that to another person, they actually just go, oh, I, I don't care. Like I'm just it almost here. turns like, them I'm, off. I'm it almost turns here. them off. Right. That's right. There are yeah. people are actually, some people are actually there because they just like the cup of coffee afterwards. And that's because they've got yeah. different hormones that make them very socially oriented. Other people are only there to get their metrics up on their Apple watch because yep. they've got a certain movement target to hit and your class is convenient and efficient and allows you to get the calories burnt that they need to get burnt. And they're very, very numbers focused and they don't actually need external motivation. They just need to be turned up and told where to go. So uh, we can understand that, but then we also get to understand how these people interact socially, what creates mm. social stress for them, what creates work stress for them, even when their brain's going to be at its best uh, best performance and work performance so they can start understanding their work life. It allows you to expand your coaching into the rest of their life, not just um, not just their food, exercise and, and, um, and sleep. So yeah, these are uh, those differences between people. We all know they exist, but it's actually mm. predictable. And when you give someone a competition who loves competition, they just love the environment that they're in yeah. and they don't know why. 
Yeah. Uh, versus if you go, hey, we're all going to catch up for a coffee afterwards. Who wants to come? They go, oh, yes, I love that. Whereas other people go, I'm not staying for that. I've got no time. Yeah. And so if you if you made force <laughs> them to come along, they were like, I hate this. I don't like, I don't want to, I have to run off early because I don't want to get caught in this coffee situation. So if you know that though, you're describing really are you are you doing this specifically for me? Are you looking at me and you're like, oh, which, which of these is Jono? Okay, let me describe Jono to the T. Oh, we're just uh, we're all many different parts, my friend Jono. It's uh, I'm glad that you can <laughs> glad you get some insights. That's good. But it's no, but it's true. It's similar with exercise. Like we've all seen that as well, right? We all know there's people that like competition and people that hate it, you know. But I feel as a trainer, a lot of the time we we try and force that on everyone because we like it, um, or we yeah. just don't know. Oh yeah, we think this person's competitive, so so let's do it. But actually, it doesn't. So I think if we've yes. got those markers, it it helps. Um, but Kim, I've got actually got to run, so we'll leave it at that for today. Thank you very much for your time. No, thanks, John. I really appreciate it. Thank you for listening. If you liked this show, share it with your friends, subscribe on iTunes, and leave us a five star review. For show notes and free training on how to grow your fitness business, visit www.fitnesseducationonline.com.au. Are you a fitness professional looking to provide your clients with personalized meal plans? Well, check out Mealsy, the ultimate solution for creating custom meal plans in just a few simple clicks. With Mealsy, you can say goodbye to countless hours spent on meal planning. Our Australian meal planning web app is designed to save you time and effort so you can focus on what really matters, your clients and their success. Mealsy provides you with a vast library of recipes all created by nutrition professionals. From breakfast to dinner and everything in between, we've got you covered. Whether you want to create a custom meal plan tailored to your client's needs or choose from our selection of ready-made meal plans, Mealsy has the flexibility to accommodate your preferences. So why waste precious time and energy creating meal plans from scratch? Let Mealsy do the heavy lifting for you while you focus on delivering exceptional fitness services. Join the community of fitness professionals who have revolutionized their business with Mealsy. Visit our website at www.mealsy.com and sign up today. Mealsy, the smarter way to meal plan for fitness professionals.